The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Mm-hmm. And 
what is a citizen? What do you mean, what is a citizen? Everybody knows what a citizen is. I see. So, my beloved, light of my life, my my partner for the here and the now and eternity, how does it feel to be a citizen of the great French Empire? And what is the French Empire? The uh, French Empire? This, this town where we live. Yes? Last year it was part of the Great Russian Empire. The year before it was part of the Great Austrian Empire. And before that, the, the Great Prussian Empire, no? You're telling a story. So then, uh, all this coming and going, uh, do you know what it means? No. I don't know either, uh, except. Except? Except that each time they change the czar. Yes? Well, one year the czar is Nicholas, then he is Ferdinand, and now he is Napoleon. Napoleon? And what does he want from us, this uh, Napoleon? He is going to give each and every one of us a name. A name? Just what I needed. So a whisker isn't good enough? Every citizen is to have a last name. I already have one. I was born for a whisker. I died for a whisker. It's the first and last name I'll ever have. You'll have to have another one. I don't want another one. It's the law. Why can't I be called for a whisker? Do you know how many... Rifkas there are in just this little town alone. How, how many Mendel are moisture? I ask you, how could the Tsar ever hope to keep track? But Mendel are moisture and Sora Rifka, Rothschild. <laughs> well, now. Rothschild? I have chosen the last name of Rothschild. But it belongs to the Baron. The Baron Rothschild. I can choose whatever name I like. I am a citizen of the great empire. Rothschild? Why Rothschild? Consider. Everyone named Rothschild is rich. No? Um, yes. Why? Well, why? How do you account for it? Yeah, I... Can it be a coincidence? How do you account for the fact that all people named Rothschild are rich? I can't. Then, I'll tell you. It's magic. Magic? Rothschild must be a magic name. So, if I take the name of Rothschild, then I too shall become rich. How simple it is. Soon, you shall have a palace and servants, a carriage and furs. What do you say? Next time, if you don't take off your muddy shoes, I won't let you come into the house. Well, anyhow, nothing changed. And all I got out of it was a last name, Rothschild. But for me, somehow the magic didn't work. As usual, nothing ever went right. But I must say, one good thing did happen. I made a friend. Who? <laughs> You'll never guess. None other than the great Baron Rothschild himself. When he heard my name was Rothschild, he, he wanted to meet me. He gave me all sorts of jobs to do. He even called me cousin. Well, on this particular day, he sent for me. Come in, cousin. Sit down. And now... Is everything fine and comfortable at home? Uh, you know how it is, Baron. Well, while you while you live, you're afraid to complain, and after you're dead, it, it's too late. Yes, I called you here to ask you a favor. A favor? A most important favor. Tell me, cousin, can you undertake a mission for me? Did you say mission? A confidential mission. Confidential mission. Who could tell where it would take me? The great Baron Rothschild. 
advisor to all the proud and mighty crowned heads of Europe? Oh, was I to carry a message to the Tsar of Italy? Or France? Or Spain? Maybe Austria? England? You will do it for me, cousin. But, Baron, do you think I'm... Qualified? Cousin, from every point of view, you are the best qualified. Uh, now then, I am looking for a certain place. It is called Helm. Helm? I want you to find this place, this Helm, for me. And where is it, Baron? You'll know when you get there. I'll know. That's what he told me. Uh, that's what who told you? You, the man, the, the man who sold me the secret. There's a secret? Yes, cousin. A great secret. A great secret? Perhaps the most valuable secret in the world. And such a secret. Listen. Just yesterday, a man was admitted to my study. He had a long white beard, ragged clothes, torn shoes. Yes, but with such an honest look on his face. And he said to me, Baron, will you give me 50 gulden? And I said, my friend, if you need 50 gulden, by all means, you shall have them. But he said, Baron, I do not ask for charity. And I said, well, brother, why are you here? And you know what he answered? No. He said, I have something to say you. Well, what is it, I asked? A secret, he replied. What secret could be worth 50 gilden, I asked? And you know what he answered? I cannot imagine. He looked at me and he said, the secret of eternal life. And so I said, sell to me the secret of eternal life. Here are your 50 gilden. Yes. And he said, very well, Baron. If you desire to live forever, uh, yes, come and settle in our town of Helm. Because ever since the beginning of time, no rich man has ever died there. Ah, you see, cousin? Yes, Baron, I see. No rich man has ever died there. Now, this is a secret. Not today and not tomorrow. Perhaps not even next year. But sometime when I feel... Uh, you understand? Oh, absolutely, Baron. When that time comes, I shall decide to reside in Helm, as it were. Of course. Therefore, I must make the proper preparation. Uh, naturally. A suitable house and so forth. It goes without saying. In these matters, one requires a confidential agent. It will be my pleasure. You see now how uniquely qualified you are for the job? Oh, uh, uh, thank you, Baron. <laughs> I rely on your discretion. I shall be the word to no one. Not even to your wife? Oh, rest assured. Uh, wait. Do you talk in your sleep? I shall say nothing. It will be a long, arduous, dangerous journey. I am equal to the task. Naturally, your family will be provided for. Oh, thank you, Baron. Can you leave now? Now can also mean tomorrow morning. And so, at breakfast, I told my beloved Sir Riska. You married a man of importance. Who could be as lucky as me? I have a job. The Baron is sending me on a confidential mission. I know. You know? You are going to look for the town of Helm. Who told you? You told me. When did I tell you? Last night. When you were asleep. Oh. Uh, well, you don't want to believe what I say while I'm asleep. Why not? I can't believe what you say while you're awake. 
Now, so let's go. What did he tell you about film, the Baron? He told me to find it. Oh, well, you'll find it. <laughs> you won't have any trouble at all. You know why? Because you're a fool. And home? Do you know what home is? Home is the town of home. What are you saying? Everyone knows it. That's why the Baron has chosen you. Oh, no. no. Yes, Mandela Moisha. Light is sent to find light. Uh, I won't go. You must go. Uh, but the Baron thinks I'm a fool. Why shouldn't he think so? You are a fool. You, you call your husband a fool? Uh, some men are fated to be rich. Others handsome, some wise, and others fools. And yet, all are as one in the sight of the Lord. You want me to go, even though you know it's a fool's errand? My beloved Mendela, who else but a fool can be sent on a fool's errand? Who else, indeed? And it is written that there is a time for all things, a time to be wise and a time to be foolish. Well, each of us must follow his destiny. Wise man or fool, we play it out to the end. The trouble is, we can never really be sure which part we are performing. We may find enlightenment in act two. And uh, then again, who knows? said we would tell you a story about Helm, and so far we haven't even arrived there. So, what's your hurry? We still have two acts to go. Besides, we had a great many affairs to settle before we could start out on such a long, hazardous journey. After all, does one just say goodbye, I'm off to Helm, without so much as a by your leave? Anyhow, our hero, Mendel Moshe Rothschild, is finally on his way. Yes, he will discover that every uphill has its downhill that you can't sell the skin of a bear that's still in the woods, and that a man should live if only to satisfy his curiosity. How are we doing, Mendela Moisha? How are we doing? We? Suddenly I have a partner. I'll tell you, a fool is the only living thing created by the Lord that grows without rain. It is now six weeks since I left my beloved Surarifka to search for the town of Helm. And while I am no closer to it, I feel I am no further from it either. And no one can help me. I have walked hundreds of dusty, difficult miles. And I am sustained by faith. The faith that I will know. Yes, faith. But isn't it written that faith makes a full breakfast, but a scanty supper? Yes, I will confess that there were times when I was ready to admit defeat. And then I came to the outskirts of a tiny village. And I saw a man kneeling in the road. Salam alaikum, my friend. Yeah, and what are you looking for? I, I am looking for a ruby. Ah. A silver ruby. Ah, shall I help you look? Uh, my name is Mendel Amosha. Ah, my name is Richard Isaac. Hmm. Yeah, Richard Isaac. As far as I can see, uh, no, there's no trace of your silver ruby. Uh, where about in the road did you lose it? Oh, I didn't lose it on the road. I lost it back in the synagogue courtyard. But if you lost the ruble in the courtyard of the synagogue, why are you searching for it here? How can you ask such a question? The synagogue courtyard is knee-deep in mud. Here, at least, the ground is hard and dry. So, which is the better place to look? And the moment he said it, 
a great light began to shine in my brain. Of course. It was so clear, so logical, so right. And I knew. Don't ask me how. I knew. That's all. I knew this was the place I had been looking for. My search was ended. This must be Helm. What else could it be? Helm. I found it. And I, what do you mean you found it? Did you ever lose it? I found it. Helm is like my lost ruby. It slips out of the pocket and it's gone forever. I have been searching for Helm for weeks, for months. Is one permitted to ask why? Isn't it written? To each man his fate. And what has fate to do with Helm? You see, Richard Isaac, I am a fool. And so, therefore, I belong here. Here? In Helm? Yes, because Helm is the town of fools. Who says so? Everyone. Who is everyone? Well, it's known. And you came here because you believe this is the town of fools? Yes, that's one reason. Oh, my poor Mandela Moise. You've been deceived. This is not the town of the foolish. This is the town of the wise. What? We have no fools here. We have sages. We have no simpletons. We have philosophers. Here, all is learning. The very air crackles with wisdom. Listen. To what? The crickets. Listen. You hear them? Well, yes, but... To the uninformed, the crickets merely make an idle chirping. Oh, perhaps they do in other places, but here, each chirp is a nugget of wisdom. Oh? Listen again. To what? The birds. To the uninformed, the songs of the birds are merely some random snatches of melody. Mm, perhaps they are in other places, but here, each note is a pearl of profundity. But I don't hear them say anything. Uh, yes, they neither do I. Well, then how, how do you... Wisdom, my friend, is a ladder. It has many rungs. We, uh, most of us, are still trying to climb up from the bottom. But when one can comprehend the chirping of crickets and the singing of birds, ah, that indeed is the highest rung of the ladder. I see. Uh, you say your name is Yitzhak Isaac? What else should it be? You have a long white beard. <laughs> no credit to me. It was created by age. Your clothes are ragged. You, your shoes are torn. Well, is my name Rothschild that I should wear new clothes and whole shoes? Rothschild. Uh, wait. You have an honest face. The rest of my body is equal. You, you are the man. You are the one who appeared before the Baron Rothschild. You sold him the secret of everlasting life. And you know why I arranged that transaction with the Baron? So that he would send you to Helm. Me? Yes. No rich men have ever died here. But wise men? Ah, like a farmer harvests the rich crop, the Lord takes them in season. Each year will become fewer. But the Baron sent me because he thinks I'm a fool. It is written, discretion is the better part of valor. Therefore, fellows of wisdom is well advised to wear the cloak of folly. Then, then I, 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 I am a wise man? Well, of course. But I always thought I was a fool. Ah, uh ah. -huh. That is the true beginning of wisdom. Yes. And one by one you will climb the rungs of the ladder of wisdom. And one day, perhaps, you will reach the highest. My beloved Sora Rifka, live and be well a hundred years. 
I have found Helm. And Helm has found me. I am here to learn wisdom. I have been asked to be the judge. And what have I learned as a judge? What haven't I learned as a judge? I learned that the wise man must hear one word and understand two. But I didn't just become a judge. No. I was interviewed and examined and questioned and tested. Hmm. What comes easy in this life? We have here Mandela Moise, who is to become our judge. Why? Ah, good question, Hanabella. The answer? Because we need one. I know we need one, but why him? Why him? Because he's here. Is he a man of good character? Is he honest? Put him to the test. I will. Mendela Moshe, if you found a purse with a million rubles lying in the road, would you be able to withstand temptation and return them to their rightful owner? Yes and no. If the money belonged to some big, wealthy millionaire, then I confess I would keep it. You would? But if it turned out that the million rubles belonged to some poor, hard-working peasant, then I would return every last penny. Ah, uh, this is what any one of us would have said. This is spoken like a true hermite. Now, are there other questions? I have another question. Will speak? Tell me, which is more important, the sun... Or the moon? Can you answer, Mendela Moise? Which is more important, the sun or the moon? It is not to be taken lightly. Um, how, however, upon consideration, one must conclude that the moon is more important. And you say the moon. Why? The thing is obvious. The moon is useful. It shines at night when there is need for light. The sun is wasted shines only during the day, when there is no need for it at, at all. Now, Solomon, now, Solomon, a judgment. Are all here satisfied with Mendela Moise? Yes. Yes. A Solomon. I then must ask our judge, Mendela Moise, to solve the problem that is pressing this congregation. What shall we do? The poor box has been stolen from the synagogue. Um, construct a new one. But how can we be sure the new one will not meet the same fate? To safeguard the poor box, suspend it high from the ceiling. A thief shall be unable to reach it. True. A thief will be unable to reach it, but it will also be out of reach of those who wish to contribute to charity. Uh, then this is what must be done. Place a ladder beneath the poor box so that all who wish to contribute may do so with ease. Truly, there is a judge. I feel humble because of the great responsibilities that has been placed upon my soul. Well, when they look in Helm, they look to me. Yesterday, there were two cases. The first concerned the sexton of the synagogue. Uh, he has neglected his duty. It is necessary for him to wake all the citizens of Helm for midnight prayers. Yes. He is paid to make rounds of the village and knock on everyone's shutters. And he has not been doing it? No. And so people sleep instead of being awakened to recite the psalms. What have you to say to this, uh, Yeshaya Tree? I, I am very old. Uh, yes? And I know I should walk through the town and knock on everyone's shutters, but I cannot walk so far. I am too tired. I see. 
Yes. <clears throat> Friends, what is to be done? Can we deprive a man of his livelihood because he is old and tired? On the other hand, if he cannot walk through town to bang on our shutters, how shall we be awakened for prayer? But, um, there is an answer. Let all the window shutters in Helm be removed and stack neatly in front of Yishayetsky's house so that he may strike them all at the same time. Yes, my beloved Surarivka, I am kept busy indeed. Daily, I acquire wisdom, the wisdom of Helm. It is true I do not yet understand the chirping of crickets or the singing of birds, but I, I am getting there. I, I listen. I listen closely. For on that day, I know Helm will truly come into its own. Helm will become the light of the world. And talking of light, the world will yet be grateful to Helm because we have saved the moon. Yes, my beloved Sarah we have saved the moon. It came about this way. Um, good evening, Hanabela. Uh, good evening, Mr. Marcia. You seem to be unhappy. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, may I ask why? Well, it's... I don't know how to say it. Now, suppose the moon were to stop shining. Well? Well, what? Suppose the light of the moon were to go out. Um, I haven't thought about it. Why haven't you thought about it? Because it never happened. Does that mean you shouldn't think about it? Well... And because it never happened, does that mean it never will happen? Um, all I can say is, don't worry about it. That's all you have to say? Yes, what else is there to say? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> but who says the light will go out from the moon, Mr. Isaac? Who says? Mm, it could happen, yes. No. Are you sure? Am I sure? Um, how? And when the light does go out, then what will we do? Then, um, there will be no moon. That's all. Are we not commanded to bless the new moon every month? Yes. Well, if we cannot see the new moon, how will we be able to recite the prayer? Ah, uh, yes, I, I see the difficulty. If the light goes out and the moon is dead, how can we save her? Uh, let me think. Uh, 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 let me think. You must admit, only in Helm would this problem occur to anyone. And yet, just because the moon has shed its light all these millions of years, does it mean that it will continue to illuminate the sky? Who is to say that the moon will not disappear tomorrow? How can anybody be sure... I shall return with Act Three shortly. What do they say in film? Send a lazy man for the angel of death. However, at this moment, our little town is not concerned with philosophy. They have a much more immediate problem. What is going to happen if the moon were to lose its light? Suppose... The moon were to, well, to die. What then? All right, don't despair. 
There are wise men in film. Believe me, this problem does not defy solution. We cannot be sure that the moon will die. Can we be sure it will not? If you ask me, it should have happened long ago. What are you saying, Harabella? To me, it's the biggest surprise that the moon has lasted till now. What? Look. Look up at the moon. Yes? See how it shines in all weather. All alone up there with nobody to take care of it. So you know what I say. Bring it down here. Down here? Where we can look after it. Oh, not a bad idea even if it does come from a woman. Bring it down here. But, but bring the moon down here? Why not? But she's right. We can watch over it. Protect it. The way it is now, left alone by itself outside all night. Who can tell what will happen? Somebody could come along and steal it. Well, now. It's uh, not possible. Nobody's stolen it till now. Until now, we've been lucky. We must bring the moon down here. As a judge, surely, Mendela Moise, you can see the wisdom of such a course of action. Yes. Uh, uh, but. Ah, uh-huh. there's a but. How? 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 Yes, how? Mendela, you are the wisest of the wise here in Harlem. How do you suggest? Uh, friends, I. I'm afraid nothing occurs to me. But it must be done. How? Again, can one set ladder on top of ladder, climb to the moon and, and carry her down? Now, there is an idea. Oh, yes, a splendid idea. <laughs> but someone would have to climb up the ladders. Well, of course. Way, way up on the ladders. Certainly. And I will do it. Far. Up, out of sight. Well, somebody has to do it. And, and suppose when you are above the whole world and, and, and you should become dizzy and lose your balance and fall to the ground. Oh, no. Who would then earn a living for your wife and children? No. There must be another way. Yeah, but how? How can we save the moon? Uh, wait. Uh, wait. Yes? The question is how to save the life uh, of the moon. Do you all agree? Yes, yes. Well, and, and what is the life of the moon? Think. The life of the moon is the light of the moon. As long as the moon shines, it is well and healthy. It lives. Yes? Yes. And so, if we can capture this light, this moonlight... But how? If we cannot capture the moon, how can we hope to capture its light? Friends, the wisdom of Helm can solve all problems. But how can this be done? Tomorrow is the night of the full moon. Hmm? First, we shall say the benediction, and then, then, we shall save the moon. What a big, bright, and beautiful moon. Now then, friends, hmm? the barrel. Well, why do you need the barrel? A room. Heim. Hmm? Push it this way. Ha. Ah, good. Right here. Now, the moon is directly overhead. We have here this huge barrel filled with clear, pure spring water. But why? For what? In a moment or two, the moon shall pass directly overhead. Yes. See? See? Look in the barrel. 
See? See how the light of the moon fills the barrel? How it shines inside? Huh? Huh? See? Yes. You can see the full moon. It is all in the barrel. Huh? <laughs> quickly, quickly. Our room. Yes, hide. The lid, the lid. Put on the lid. And now, hammer it down. Hammer, hammer, hammer. Uh, my friend. See, my friend. See what we have done. <laughs> we have captured the light of the moon. <laughs> and now, whatever happens up there, out there, in the vast reaches of the sky, we shall always have the moon. My beloved Sir Ripka, greetings from your devoted husband in the village of Skelm, where I grow mightier in wisdom with each passing day. I now must tell you of the great tragedy which befell us here in Skelm. One night, we were sound asleep in our beds, when suddenly the dreaded cry... Ah! And before anyone could lift a finger to stop it, the bathhouse had completely burned to the ground. Oh, oh, a few charred sticks were all that remained of the of the bathhouse of Helm. <sighs> Need I tell you, my beloved, of the cloak of sorrow and sadness and gloom that covered the village? How long can people live without a bathhouse? What's to be done? Friends, there is only one thing we can do. What? We must build a new bathhouse. A new bathhouse? We need money. Ah, no home. Are there even two rubles we can rub together? We are not isolated human beings. There are Jews all over the world who would be willing to help us. Is it not written? It is a blessing to give. Yes. With the help of good, pious people everywhere, what a beautiful bathhouse we shall build about. A, a, a bathhouse that shall be a glory. And so, I took Yitzhak Isaac along with me for his great knowledge, and Avrum for his broad and strong back, and we began our journey. People <laughs> listened to our story. We told them who we were and where we came from, and everyone agreed that Helm simply had to have a bathhouse. Soon, we had enough money. Yes, we had more than enough. Uh, we decided to stop at an inn for the night. <clears throat> uh, do you have a room for three honest men? Honest men are a novelty in these parts. I'll try to accommodate you. Uh, what do you mean, honest men are a novelty? Stranger, huh? Uh, yes, we are going home. Are you carrying money? Uh, 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 money. Well, I hope not. For your sake. No, no. The roads are infested with thieves. Thieves. Not just ordinary thieves, mind you. They're, they're having a war in the South, so you've got deserters, all sorts of wandering bandits. They'll cut your throat for a penny. Oh, oh, oh well, well uh, 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 then we have no no money. Do you think we could have some supper? I'll, uh, I'll bring you something to eat. No. We must talk very quietly. But we have money. We have a good deal of money. Don't say a word. Yeah, but we're miles from home. I know. And along the way, we are certain to be stopped by bandits. Mm, that's true. We will never be able to get this money home. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Well, we must do something. I know. We will buy goods. 
What? Good. Uh, merchandise. He will turn the money into merchandise. Yes. And this merchandise, whatever it is, how will we get it home to him? We cannot hope to carry the money without being robbed. We cannot hope to carry goods either. Yet, wait, 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 wait. Is there something we can buy? Something that doesn't have to be carried, but could arrive safely in the film? Is there? Well, I couldn't even imagine it. Uh, now, you'll you'll be staying tonight uh, uh, if you have a room. Yes, we have a room, but please sleep fast. We need the pillows. Party after time. Did you hear what he said? Well, he said hearty appetite. No, 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 no. He said the word pillows. A wonderful word. So what's so wonderful about pillows? What's inside a pillow? You know what's inside a pillow? Tell me. Feathers. That's the solution. To what? Our problem. We will invest in feathers. We can buy sacks and sacks of good downy feathers. The very best. The most expensive. Yeah, but the thieves would steal downy feathers from us as quickly as they would anything else. No, no. The, the, the thieves won't be able to. Huh? Why not? Because we won't be carrying them. Well, then how can we bring those feathers home? We won't. Bring the feathers home. Then how will they get there? They'll bring themselves. Yes, my beloved Sir Rivka. The feathers would get home by themselves. Beautiful, valuable feathers of, of the finest, the softest pounds. Once they were in home, we would sell them and use the money to build a bathhouse. And I knew exactly how we would get them home. And so, uh, early the next morning, we bought hundreds of sacks of the loveliest feathers you ever saw. And we hastened to a high hill. We waited for a strong wind that was blowing in the direction of Helm. We would fly them home. This is the breeze we have been waiting for. Release them. Release the feathers. Oh, look. Fly, little friends. Fly, fly, straight to helm. Yes, Mr. Isaac. Yes, Avrum. Kind see. Look, look, see how they fly. Yeah, yes, yes. Straight and true. We shall see you soon. We shall see you in helm. It's Mendel. Mendel and Marcia, you're back. Yes, friends, we're back. Oh, did you raise the money? Yes, but it was too dangerous to try to carry it home. So, we bought feathers. Feathers? Where are the feathers? What? Do you mean they didn't get there yet? No. Now, now what now what can you say to that? We we released them in a high, strong wind that was blowing directly towards Helm. Well, well whatever could have happened? Oh, perhaps they lost their way. Ah, 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 yes, 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 of course, they lost their way. Well, what can we do now? Nothing. If they're lost, they're lost. Oh, I know. Get all the feathers from all the bedding in the village. And we shall release them into the wind. In what, what good will that do? Don't you see? These are our very own feathers. They know where we live. So, they will meet the new ones, the strange feathers, high in the air, 
and, and they will guide them home. Oh, a brilliant idea. An idea worthy of home. <laughs> Send up the feathers. And so we climb the highest hill with all of our bedding and comforters and, and pillows. And we released all of the feathers into a high wind. And they will meet the ones we bought. And, and uh, they will conduct them safely home. And uh, so, my beloved Surarifka, <clears throat> we are standing here and uh, waiting for them all to return. And as far as I know, they're still waiting, patiently and hopefully. For every man, woman, and child in Helm still believes that one day those beautiful feathers will descend upon the town. And before you smile at the naivete of these simple, humble, innocent people, you might just pause to ask yourself, what feathers are you waiting for? I'll return with something to tickle your imagination shortly. about Helm, what really did take place there? Was it inspired wisdom or absolute foolishness? All that we can say concerning wise men and fools is that the good Lord created them both, loves them both, and needs them both. Remember, God told some people to be wise, and he told some people to be foolish, but he never told anyone to be stupid. Our cast included Fred Gwynn, Bryna Rayburn, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and True Value Hardware Stores. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.